Welcome to History Laid Bay with me, Martin Ian Almond. And me, Dave Shebanaman. Now, we have a question for you. If you'd ever wanted to land a plane on a New York street? This guy did. Let's get into it. Okay, so when I first heard this story, I fell in love with it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. thought it was fiction at first. Let me run you through briefly what happened, okay? So Tommy Fitz, or Thomas Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fitz as he was known to his mates, was drinking in a bar on St. Nicholas Avenue, right? Someone in the bar made him a bet that he couldn't get from New Jersey, a suburb of New York, to Manhattan, where they were drinking, in 15 minutes. Now, this is a journey that's impossible by car, right? Even today, this happened in 1956. This happened specifically, Martin, give us a date. On September 30th, 1956. Unreal, okay? And I, I really do like this story. <laughs> Un, it's outrageous. It's, it's funny. It's cheeky. It's, it's real. Okay, so he's made the bet. Our man Tommy Fitz, he goes to the Teterborough School of Aeronautics in New Jersey. Okay. He took a single engine plane from the Teterborough School of Aeronautics in New Jersey. Yeah. Took off without lights or radio contact and landed on St. Nicholas's Avenue near 191st Street in yeah. northern Manhattan. Yeah. In the dark. In the dark. So he's like. <laughs> it's unreal, isn't it? I, I how, can't even imagine how he even managed to do that. And the one thing we haven't mentioned is he was drunk. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, this one. He stole a plane while he was drunk, flew it to New York and landed on a narrow city street in the dark. So there was definitely a finely lubricated pilot at the controls of that plane that night. I'll tell you what, the New York Times called it what, an aeronautical feat? And a fine, but they said he had a fine landing. Uh, yeah, it does say here that uh, it was uh, a fine landing and reported that it had been widely called a feat of aeronautics. See, now I can just about get up the stairs after I've had a night in, the, in a bar. <laughs> Never mind going, stealing a plane, flying it and landing it. He managed to land it outside the bar he was drinking in as well. Mm, that he did. Now, I can't find any information on how much the bet was for. But, I mean, would you have not loved to have been in the bar when that? I'd love to have seen the fella's face. I'd have loved to have seen the other fella's face. I can just imagine how the conversation started. So, everyone sat in the bar. They're all having a good time. Probably some music playing in the background or whatever. Live performance, we don't know. And then... This guy, one of Tommy's mates, turns round and goes to him. I bet you, however much it was, that you can't get from New New Jersey to Manhattan in 15 minutes. Now, as, as David said before, this is more or less impossible, even by today's standards, with modern transport links and everything like that, even one of the fastest cars in the world. You're not going to do it because... Everyone knows 
New Jersey to Manhattan is absolute traffic insanity. I would imagine it is. It is. Um, even at that hour of the morning, perhaps, mm. maybe just the distance with the vehicles. Okay, so you're thinking three o'clock in the morning, possibly now. Yeah, you might be able to, but back in 1956, we didn't have cars that went like so many hundreds of miles an hour. No, we didn't. So it would have absolutely 100% been impossible in 1956. So this guy, Tommy's Tommy Fitz's friend, he's made this bet. And Thomas Fitzpatrick, who is a pilot, has said, you're on. <laughs> I can just see him looking at him and going, so can I. okay, mate, yeah, we're doing this. Let's do it. And he scoots out the bar, goes and steals a plane, flies it back and lands back outside the bar. How amazing would you feel if you had managed to do that? Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Um, but that's not the end of the story, is it, Martin? Do you want to give us the next little portion? <clears throat> no, it's not the end of the story, actually, because <clears throat> on the night of October 4th, 1958, just before 1am, he went and did it again. He went and took another plane from Teterborough and landed it on Amsterdam and 187th Street in front of the uh, Yeshiva University building after having come down like a marauder from the skies. Now, I do apologise if I've pronounced the name of the university building wrong. Not a native of Manhattan, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> It should be noted he did it the second time because he was telling someone about the first time and they said, don't believe you. No, no. <laughs> the guy was just like, nope, don't believe you. No, that, that didn't happen. So he, he, he very well may have said to, to Thomas Fitzpatrick, prove it. And Thomas Fitzpatrick went, okay, and went and did it again. Now, the first time he done it, the police were called. There is a photograph actually of the plane in the street Surrounded, there's buildings in the background. There's yeah. a, uh, a looks like a, a box truck, big van, in the photograph. There's people milling about. There is traffic, and very several very confused looking cops. Not only that, there's a, a lot. What looks like a lot of confused people in the background. Yeah, there really is. Not only that as well. The what we must point out here is the plane's wings have been removed. So it was ready for transport back to Teterboro. Right. I'm assuming it was back to Teterboro. It could have, it could have been somewhere else. But <laughs> you look at this photo and you're just like, I honestly cannot believe that this happened. I I had to read it two or three times. I've got to be honest with you. Um, he was when the police were called. I mean, I can just imagine the the police report on that one. I'd love to get a copy and have a read through that. Um, the police were called. Tommy Fitz was charged with grand larceny, which I'm assuming is theft. I'm not too sure. I'm not too well, familiar with American terms, but you would assume it's theft. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it would be along the lines of theft. So. Yeah, but um, no, no further charges were pressed because the plane's owner didn't want to press any charges. I mean... The plane was undamaged. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. He managed to get it down through lampposts and buildings, over parked cars, to the bar. 
undamaged. And to be honest, I'd, maybe they just found it highly amusing and thought, ooh, cheeky, you know. Um, however, landing planes on New York Street is illegal, so he was fined $100, and he did have his license revoked for six months, I think um, I read. Yeah, he was He was charged with grand larceny <clears throat> charges, mm. uh, which were dropped after the plane's own, owner declined to sign a complaint. Yeah. Okay. See, so the information I read is because the plane was undamaged, yeah. And then the source speculated that the owner of the plane would have been highly amused, which I would have been, to be fair. As long as I got my plane back and it wasn't damaged, I'd I think I'd... Been, I would have been laughing my head off, to be honest. I think I'd have let this one go as well. Oh, yeah. It was just be like, okay, you, you proved a point. <laughs> um, he was also charged with violating the city's administrative code, which prohibits landing a plane on the street. So... Our hero in this one, Miss Tommy Fitz, was fined only a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Let's hope the bet was for more. Let's hope, <laughs> oh, we, ca- yeah. let's hope yeah. we came away in profit. Um, or <clears throat> here's where it takes a little bit of a twist. After the second flight and the second landing, a judge, John A. Mullen, sentenced Tommy to six months in jail for bringing a stolen item into the city. The judge told him, had you been properly, <laughs> had you been, <laughs> sorry, had you been properly jolted then, it's possible this would not have occurred a second time. I've got to be honest. If someone is brave enough, cheeky enough, brazen enough to steal a plane on the, on the back end of a bet, and fly it into a major city and land it mm. on a street. I don't think they're going to stop him doing it a second time if he wants to. No, I don't think they would. Got to be honest, maybe a stronger fine or some jail time. I don't think it would have, you know, I don't think it would have stopped him a no. second time. Because if you've done that and someone doesn't believe that you've done it. You're going to do it again. If someone calls you out, you're going to absolutely do everything you can to prove that you did it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's and if, without a shadow of a doubt. But if that means doing it again, then mm. that's what you're going to do. It should be noted that Tommy, Thomas Fitzpatrick was actually a, a qualified pilot. When he wasn't just some random yeah. guy in a bar. Um, um, he did have his uh, pilot's license suspended after the first flight and he never renewed it because he said he didn't want to fly again. Oh. So technically on the second flight... He wasn't a licensed pilot. Ah, okay. And he, he was drunk the second time, though, wasn't he as well? Um, I think he, I think he was. From what I've read, he, he was. I think he was. He was slightly tipsy, so to speak. <laughs> um, I was a NASA for Washington Heights as well. Um, <clears throat> I was living in New Jersey at the time of the flights, but still hung around with friends who were regulars in the bars. Mm. And that it just it just brings a big smile to me. I just think it's brilliant, especially when I see the photograph. I think, oh, go on, get in. Okay, that's an interesting one. We just really wanted to bring you that one. Hope it's made your day. Hope it's made you smile. Give (laughs) you a little. Definitely made me smile. And me, always does. Absolutely gave me a chuckle. I've been Dave Shebanaman. I've been Martin Ian Almond. 
This has been History Late Bear. We'll see you next time. See you soon. Thank you.